0: pray with me as we get into this word. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you have done in our lives. Lord, we can't help but be full of thankfulness and gratefulness for all that you have done. Lord God, I thank you every every moment, Lord, I think of your goodness, of all that you've brought me through personally, Lord, of what you've done in my family, of what you've done in this church. Lord, of what you've done around the world, Lord God, and the testimonies of our believers and our loved ones, Lord God, that are, that are serving you in, in nations of difficulty and in persecuted areas, God, I, I thank you for what you are doing and who you are. Lord, I praise you for what is to come. Lord, as we start this year, our hearts are for you and you alone. We make a declaration to say that our hearts do not serve any other God but you, the one true God, Yahweh. Lord, we don't serve ourselves. We serve you. We declare that our hearts are yours. Lord, I pray this morning that as this word comes, you would speak through me and you would speak loud and clear. Lord, I need your help, Lord God, because I cannot do it. Lord, I thank you that you would open our eyes this morning, that we could see you, Jesus, in greater measure that you would show us how beautiful that you are. You would show us you in a ravishing new light. Lord, that you would open our ears that we could hear what your spirit is saying, God. Open up our ears, Lord. Open them now, God, that we could hear what your spirit is saying and open our hearts to receive fresh revelation today. Lord, let your revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation flow in this house this morning. We thank you for it, God. We commit our hearts and our lives to you. Everything that we put our hands to, every motivation of our heart, the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, may they be pleasing to you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Here we are in 2021. I know we closed out last year talking about looking back and looking forward. And, uh, you know, I believe that many of us were encouraged just to think about the things that the Lord has, has done and to, to posture ourselves for the turning of a page, or the turning of a, a, a book. And I also mentioned, you know, that just because you have the turning of a, a calendar year doesn't mean necessarily that things change. You know, you have a change on the calendar doesn't necessarily mean that things will necessarily change. But you know what? We serve a God that is a God of the impossible. We serve a limitless God who is a God that is always moving and always desires good things towards us. And we know what the future holds because it's written in his book. We know that we serve a God that reigns as King Supreme. And so we serve in that army, we serve in, that, in fellowship with that king this morning, and so we have an expectation and an anticipation and a hope for things to come. And I know that many of the world will wake up in weeks and in days, days ahead, we thinking that this new year was just automatically going to turn things around. And they will wake up with hope deferred because they haven't done anything to change their lives, their relationship with the Lord. They haven't done anything to literally bring about change. They're just hoping for change to happen to them. Can I tell you that, that history proves itself that if you don't make intentional steps to make changes in your life, you're not going to change. You will just have your own history written for you. How many of you would rather be a history maker than one that records history? Are you hearing me this morning? I believe that God is calling us to a new place this morning and we're getting ready to go into 20, 21 days of prayer and fasting and there, is, there was a plug on that for in the video announcements The theme is not of this world, and we know that that is what Christ has called us to be, that we are in this world and not of this world, that we are are called to be a people that are influencing our generation and not being influenced by it. And can I tell you, yeah, we can do intentional things to make steps and progress towards that, but it has to be by the Spirit of God that these things take place. And so as we go into this time of prayer and fasting, we will intentionally devour the Word of God. We will intentionally get into the place of receiving uh, the themes of wisdom, of power, and of strength by the Holy Spirit because we will need it in the days ahead. But we need it to be those that we are an army that is rising, a remnant that is rising, in this time to be able to cry out for God, to move in and through us, to see an awakening, to see revival in our nation, because I don't know about you, but we sure do need it. I've been saying it for a long time. Many of us have cried cried out for it for a long time, but you know what? It hasn't changed in my heart. This is a new year, but you know what? It's the same thing right now. I know that we need a move of God in our nation, and until I see it, I am not going to relent, and I encourage you not to relent. You are not of this world. Don't be moved by what you see, by what you feel, by what you hear in the natural. Be moved only by what the Spirit of God says to the church. As we were preparing for church this morning, and even preparing for some things last night, I was thinking about this word fog, because my wife challenged me with something. I won't get into the full story there. But how many of you have ever been in a fog before where you feel like, you know, you can't see anything, can't feel anything, or what you feel is just, uh, you know, it's, it creates that. Uh, how many of you have ever been on a ship in fog or on a boat in fog? That's a whole nother experience I know that I have. And this is the image that I want to bring to you this morning because I believe this is a picture of where the church is. Right now, as we embark into 2020, it feels like there's a fog all around you. There's a mist all around you. And you have a captain that is at the wheel. You need to know that you have a captain at the wheel. You're in the midst of the fog, but, you know, when you're in that, you you feel this stuff starting to to come on your skin. It's kind of icky, kind of feels like you're getting... You're getting, you're getting touched by all of this and you have no bearing as to where you are. And if you've ever been on a ship when you're, you're trying to get close to shore, the way that you go about is, first of all, very slow. <laughs> you don't move fast in the fog. Why? Because someone else could be moving towards you as well. You got someone going 10 knots in, in the water and another boat's coming 10 knots, that's 20 knots of impact if you were to hit. <laughs> But when you're in the fog and you're going through those things, there's, there's nothing you can do visually that will help you. There's one thing that they use during times of fog. Now they have radar as well. You hear me, I understand technology advances, but let's say you don't have radar on your little dinghy, okay? <laughs> you're out on that ship, but you got Jesus at the helm. Praise God. He knows exactly where he's going. But what do you listen for when you're approaching shore? You listen for the foghorn. You listen for the sound. You listen for the sound and you get your bearing based on that sound. And I believe that the Lord is saying that this morning that he is speaking loud and clear to his church. Don't get discouraged by the fog that surrounds you. Don't get discouraged by what you cannot see. Even though there's beauty all around you. Even there's a mountain that awaits you. Even though there's a uh, a bridal feast that, that awaits you on the shore this morning. Even though you can't see it because of that fog, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Listen into the voice of the sound of the horn of the spirit this morning, because it is sounding and it is saying, my bride is being made ready. Come, come, come into my presence. Know that I am at the helm and I will not lead you aground. I will not lead you astray. I never will leave you nor forsake you. I'm always with you. I am always with you we're going into a season right now. And I believe this message is entitled new dimensions. And I don't know if we'll get through all of it, but we'll try new dimensions. I believe that the Lord is calling us into new dimensions this morning. And yeah, of course you can get excited about that. How many of you want to be in a new dimension? Cause you don't like the dimension that you're in. <laughs> No, but new dimensions. I'm talking about new things that you see, new things that you understand, new things that you walk in. Not just because they are new, but because they are necessary. Replace the new with the necessary this morning. The necessary is what God calls us to as his people. I was going to start out in Isaiah 62, but I feel... Uh, from, from the Lord that we need to actually back up to Isaiah 61. You know this chapter, but I want you to go here. As you're, you're turning there, let me remind you of the other verse in Isaiah 43 that says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That is the God that we serve. In Isaiah 61, it says this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I'm going to continue on because I believe this is part of the Lord's heart. I know he speaks to Israel through this. He speaks through to the, the anointing that was uh, that was on Jesus as he operated. But you need to see what God is doing. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations." Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and the sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Say double honor this morning. Honor. And instead of confusion. They shall rejoice in their portion. How many of you want to rejoice in your portion instead of dwelling in confusion? Therefore in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I the Lord love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All who have seen, who see them shall acknowledge them that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something about the authentic prophetic voice of the Lord that pierces what is is natural and what tries to keep you bound in this earth. I believe the Lord is speaking very prophetically during this season. There's some things he's stirring in me. There's some things I'll share today. There's other things that he has not released me to, to share yet. And I believe that if those of us will continue to turn our ear to what the Spirit is saying, we will come into all of these things that we just read. We will be those that, that are walking in the year of the favor of God. We will be those that 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 walk, no matter what it looks like on the outside, every year that we have on this earth is a year of the favor of God. That we walk in a year of promise, we walk in a place where when we come on the scene, the heal, the, the, the the hurting, the, the those that that are infirmed, they are healed, and the, the broken hearted, hearted are are receiving of the the healing virtue of God. That when we come on the scene, those that are oppressed and those that are that are downtrodden and those that are captive get get to be freed as we come on the scene. Do you believe that you walk in kingdom of? Thought? this morning. If you really believe that, then when you see somebody that is in lack and in bondage and in prison, then what you do is you go on the scene and you loose the shackles off of them because you have the authority to do so. Some of you didn't get that this morning. Maybe you just thought that was something simple. That's a call and a desire for the, from the Lord for each and every one of you that when you go about your daily walk, when you go about your day every single day, that there's opportunities waiting for you. There's divine appointments awaiting you for there to be chains to be broken off of somebody for there to be a a word spoken aptly as 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 it says in the Psalms. I believe that 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 the word aptly spoken is like like gold in uh, gold apples in fine silver. It's it's a beautiful picture, something that is magnificent, something that's awesome for for someone to receive. It needs to be received. God has assignments for you. That when those that are mourning, God gives them beauty. That when there's ashes, when it seems like everything is burned to the ground, God says, I'm a God of restoration. God says, I make it better than it was. God says, I'm the God that restores things sevenfold. That when the enemy comes and steals even lives and property, that God comes alongside like he did with Job and he restores, the, restores life, he restores joy, he restores possessions and lands and everything that the enemy has stolen. There is nothing the enemy can do to us this morning. Do you hear me, friends? There is nothing the enemy can do to us this morning that the God that we serve has not already overcome. That he cannot already, uh, he has not already caused the ability to either stop it from happening to us or to restore abundantly after the fact. We can't lose. That's what I'm trying to get at this morning. You can't lose if you're on the side of God that they may be called trees of righteousness, planted of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Don't lose sight of that, that it's not for us to be glorified, it's for us to be planted so that we have a message to all generations, that the leaves that we have on our tree, the fruit that we have on our tree is other people. The the fruit that we have on our tree is things that bring glory unto God. The fruit and the leaves that are on our tree proclaim glory to the heavens. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. We walk in a season where I believe we're going into new dimensions. New dimensions. I believe I heard from the Spirit that the Lord was saying, no longer shall you be called. No longer shall you be called. And that led me to this next chapter that I believe the Lord is getting ready to give us some new names in this place. How many of you need a new name this morning? Maybe you like your name and that's cool. (laughs) But after you read this, you'll recognize, you know what, I want a new name. I already mentioned earlier, we know that old things If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise God for that. In Isaiah 62, let's just read through this. We'll read through it quickly, and then we're going to dissect it. This is our message for today. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. Hallelujah. Let me just stop there. Somebody shout. God's not going to stop and hold his peace for his people. That is the nature of God. I'm not just trying to falsely attribute this chapter to us where we're at right now, but I believe by the spirit of God, he was speaking, saying, this is my heart towards you right now. This is my heart towards you right now. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Our Lord gives no rest until her righteousness goes forth as the brightness, as brightness, and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name. Underline that in your Bible. Hallelujah. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You're not going to be called Whatever it is this generation is telling you, you're not going to be called by what I know this generation is going to say, that we have no wisdom, that we are fools because we serve the Lord Almighty, because we go about in faith instead of fear, because we go about declaring that there is a true God in heaven and that we do have salvation, and they think that they can do it better in their own strength, better in their own ways, that 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 God is a, is a myth and something to be proclaimed for, for yesteryear. That was good for, for generations past, but you know what? We're smarter than that now. We're, we're like the Corinthian church who serves many gods. Are you hearing me this morning? We're getting ready to go into a study over these next few weeks throughout the book of Corinthians because I believe the Lord is, is showing us how we need to act and move in our current society. What you do when you have a world that surrounds you that is totally Opposite, diametrically opposed to everything that you believe and speak and live for. Hallelujah. Something about a new name, we'll come back to that in a second, but my goodness, which the mouth of the Lord will name when the Lord speaks it, and no man can come against it. Verse three, you shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to underline that in your Bible because you felt that you were forsaken. You shall no longer be called or termed forsaken. Fire Church, you are not forgotten. You are not forsaken. Son of God, child of God, daughter of God in this house this morning, you are not forsaken. You are not forsaken. nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. Hallelujah. But you shall be called Hephzibah. You know what that means? My delight. You shall be called my delight. You're not forsaken. Replace that with your new name. You are my delight. You are the Lord's delight this morning. And your land shall be called Beulah. You know what that means? Married. You shall be married. Can I tell you there's going to be a wedding, friends? Can I tell you you're getting ready to be married to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Can I tell you that there's a feast that is being laid out before us and that we need to be prepared with oil in our lamps and adorned with with, with jewels, the jewels that he puts on us, they're not our own. Isn't that a good God that gives you the jewels that you need to make yourself look good? (laughs) He gives you the new name. He gives you the the wardrobe. He gives you the purpose. Sounds like a pretty good God to me. For the Lord delights in you. Why? I have no idea, but he does. And your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. the lover of our souls. That is our king that we serve this morning. We serve a God that loves us with a passionate love, with a passionate love. Sometimes you need to understand that even more than just intellectually, we need to feel that. How many of you are married in this place for at least three years or five years? even one year. I mean, if you've been married any amount of time, sometimes you need to feel love and it's okay. Sometimes you have to work through things and do steps to to make things work. I understand that, but we all need to feel loved. Sometimes you need as the children of God to feel the love of your, of the one that's pursuing you. You need to feel the love of Jesus this morning, and I believe that he's saying that he's got it all for you. You may feel like you're in a fog, but get ready. Get ready. You're about to come through that fog, and what you're about to see is something beautiful, because he delights in you. He delights in you. He's got new adornment for you. He's got a new name for you. He's got a new plan for you you know what? I'm not even going to turn there, but I'm going to tell you anyway about this, that in Revelation, it talks about a new white stone that is given to every believer that comes into the presence of God. And on that white stone, there's a name written on it, a new name for each and every one of us. And we receive that new name when we get into that place of glory. And we're the only ones that know what it says. Our Lord and ourselves, we're the only ones that know what it says. I don't know about you, but I can't wait for that name. I can't wait for that name. I know that name is not forsaken. I know that name is not fool. I know that name is not liar, is not thief, is not whatever else this world would try to throw at us. That name is going to be something awesome. We need that name from the Lord. Verse 6, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. And give him no rest till he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. As we're reading this, my heart is just as much for the nation of Israel and the literal city of Jerusalem as it is for you and I this morning. I believe that the Lord's heart to see that city beautified, to see that, that, that city adorned with, with, with the garments that they, 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 they deserve, well, perhaps don't deserve, but, but the Lord desires to give to them and for salvation to come within the walls of Jerusalem. My heart is more hungry and, and desiring for that this year than it has ever been. Can I tell you, you want to see revival? I want to see revival in America, but just as equally, I want to see revival in the nation of Israel. I want to see the Lord return. I want to hasten the Lord's return that He receives all of His glory. Hallelujah. The Lord has sworn by His right hand, His right hand of authority and by the arm of His strength, surely I will no longer give your grain as food for your enemies. Can you take that and possess that this morning? I believe that's a prophetic word for us. That your, that your grain, your sustenance, what you have, you have worked and toiled hard for will no longer be robbed by the enemy, will no longer be stolen by the enemy or the fowler. There will be no scheme that can come against your storehouses and what, what has been given to you and you have been blessed by. But as the Lord blesses and he provides this year, there will be no weapon fashioned against it that can take it away that the Lord watches over it. And the sons of the foreigner shall not drink your new wine for which you have labored But those who have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. Those who have brought it together shall drink it in my holy courts. I believe as we prepare our hearts in worship, as we prepare our hearts with prayer and and, and get ourselves caught away with the Lord in the secret place, we find ourselves in places of fasting, not because we want to say, oh, look at us, look at my jacket. I've got my fasting jacket on today. I'm so good. I'm such a righteous, holy Christian. No, but when we come into that place just enamored by Jesus, just enamored by all that he is and all that he is doing, and we get into that place of secrecy with him, we're going to eat of what he provides in that place. I believe many of us have been in that place of of going there, but not eating of the table. We've gone to the celebration, but we didn't partake of the festivities. Have you ever been an outsider at a party and felt awkward because, you know, I just don't feel like I belong? Uh, you don't even want to touch anything. You're like, that's, that, that's not for me. Can I tell you what is being prepared for you right now is for you. It's time to eat. It's time to drink. Time to drink of that new wine. Time to drink of the oil of the Holy Spirit. Time to drink of the feast of the words that come from the Lord's mouth. Time to hear the foghorn speaking to you and declaring to you, come this way. You think you're supposed to turn around, but no, you're supposed to keep heading this direction. Go through the fog even though you can't see it. Even though everything you sense seems off to you. Get ready. The breakthrough is right about to happen. It's right right through the mist. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go through, verse 10. What's it say? Go through the gates. Come on, church. That was, that was your place for amen. These these banners are on these walls for a reason. (laughs) They're still up. Go through the gates. Go through the gates. Go through the gates with praise. Prepare the way for the people. Build up. Build up the highway. Create the highway. Take out the stones. Lift up a banner for the peoples. Say, this is the way to come unto God. Make it simple. Make it plain. Don't make it a bottleneck like our, uh, okay, I'm not going to deride the DOT this morning. Okay. (laughs) Multiple lanes getting onto this highway. No bottlenecks. Imagine, because you're going to have to imagine it. You've probably never seen it. (laughs) Coming onto the highway of God. God. Raise up the banner and allow the people to come into that safety, that salvation. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world, say to the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him. Hallelujah. And his work before him. And they shall call them the holy, the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out a city not forsaken. Lord, let that banner be over Charlotte. Let that banner be over Concord. Let that banner be over our nation that it says, Charlotte, a city not forsaken. America, a nation not forsaken. America, a nation not forsaken. God, we know we need you. We know that you. we need, need the Lord to move. There's things going on in in legislation and all that and over these next couple of days, we need God to move. He's going to have his way. He's going to have his way. Oh, Jesus, have your way. The redeemed of the Lord. The redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep your finger there. We may return in a second, but just real quick, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27. Thank you, you, Lord. Sometimes you have fog, sometimes you have sweat getting in your eye. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made and the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. That phrase, one last shaking is reminiscent of the phrase, one last full, complete house cleaning. As you begin to start a new year, some of you get to do that. You, you, you take down the decorations and you begin to clean house, or maybe you wait till spring, but can I tell you right now is the time. Now's the time. And some of the wives said, amen, and, and you know, all these kinds of things. But one more house cleaning. Get your house clean and get your house in order. Allow it to be swept clean. Get the leaven out. Make it spotless. Don't, Don't allow anything else back in. You may have splurged over the holidays and you need to adjust your diets again. But as we go into this fast, remember this is a time of fasting and consecration to the Lord. It's not a time for a diet. Praise God if you lose some of the pounds that you gain during the holidays. Maybe that'll be a, a byproduct or a blessing to you. Praise God, praise God. But can I tell you, if we don't focus on him, if we're not praying during our time of fasting, it's just a diet. Let's fast. Let's go after the Lord with everything within us, crying out for a move of God in our city and in our nation and in the nations of the world. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So let whatever needs to be cleaned, be cleaned. There's a shift that is going to come in the days ahead. But I believe that as we we, we experience shifting, as we experience all these things that are going to take place, that one thing we need to hear is going back to that phrase, we need a new name. We need a new name. A new name. The new creation that we are supposed to be walking in, in a consistent basis. Can I tell you that, behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. That's not a one-time event. Even though there is a major part of that in your life. There is a major turning that happens where you take on complete new identity, but there is newness of life every single day you walk with Christ. Why? Because we serve Elohim. He's the creator God. He's the creator God. And that's why it's so important with this new name that it comes from him. That it comes from the Lord because when the Lord speaks, he creates and it continues to create. It carries perpetual weight and movement with it. that when Jacob was in the struggle with the Lord and he was fighting and he was going toe to toe and battling through the night and, and saying, I will not let go until you bless me. He was crying out that he wouldn't, he didn't know that he was going to get a new name. He was just crying out for a blessing. But nonetheless, he got a new name. He got changed from usurper, deceiver, heel grabber. He got, he got changed from that into Israel. The, the, he, got, he got completely changed and transformed. His destiny was changed forever. We know the history. We know what has taken place since then. And so we can rejoice in it. It becomes more of a full picture in that very moment. But for him, that name change started everything. And it carried him through, and it carries us through, and now it continues on to generations. Just as Abram was changed to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah, that that there was names changed that, that didn't just change what was happening to them. It wasn't an identification with the moment. It was a prophetic declaration into their future, that he changed his name to Abraham even before the child was there. Do you hear me? That he would be a father of many nations. That he placed that seed within him, the seed within a name. And then all of a sudden it began to to manifest itself over time and continues to this day. We proclaim, Father Abraham. There's something in a new name that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Something that cannot be shaken from it. Something of a new creation that demands a new expression. Can I tell you, as we get into this new year, many of you make resolutions. Many of you make uh, intentional steps to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make some strategic changes in my life. There's some things I need to, to, to get right, and whether it's physically, financially, uh, whether it's a relationship you need to work on or a, a character trait or a thing in business. Praise God for all of your your resolutions and your steps. But can I tell you, as I I often do during this time of the year, 92% of resolutions made during this season of the year don't make it past February. 92%. That's not a very good statistic. So why am I telling you that? Not to discourage you this morning. I'm telling you that if you don't go with the Lord's supply, If you don't allow the Lord to speak and change you, to give you the creative ability and a new name, whatever you desire to do or set out to do, it's not going to last. You need the creative function. You need the creative expression. Some of you in this room, you're saying, I'm not a creative person. Guess what? You just learned today that you are. Why? Because God is a creative God. And you've got the spirit of God, the seed of Elohim inside of you. So therefore, you've got creative expression inside of you. You just may not have recognized it yet. Maybe you're not an artist with a, with a paintbrush this morning. Maybe you're not a, a great singer or a musician. Maybe you're not creative in, with words or, or different ways. But you know what? You've got a creative ability inside of you that needs to be released to those around you. You've got a creative way of making people feel at home. You've got a creative way of allowing needs to be met through, through other means. You've got a creative way of, of, of being able to operate in the, the gifts of the Spirit. I'm telling you, we're walking in new dimensions this year. Some of you are going to flow in new creative expression. Some of you are going to flow in new gifts of the Spirit to operate in your lives. Why? Not just because you want them, even though that's part of it. That's the intentional step. That's the intentional step. Say, Lord, I desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in my life. But it's when he does it and he brings it about, they become necessary. They become necessary. New expression with these new dimensions. For some of you, you need to just change some things in your life. I'm telling you, not all of this is super spiritual this morning. Some of you literally do just need to change some things in your life because you're stuck in a rut and you, you got to get out of it. You got to get out of, you just need to do something different so that you can see what God has for you. Sometimes you just need to do that. And, and you needed to hear that practical step this morning. Maybe that's a change of scenery. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that means getting outside once a day and, and taking a walk with some fresh air just to be able to think and to breathe. Maybe it means going going to dinner or coffee with, with, with somebody that you haven't been out with in a while or never have been out with. Do something different. Do something you've never done. Just because. Why not? Why not? And the adventurous folks in here are like, yeah, yeah, amen. The introverts in this place are like, are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Do something new. God can do a lot more with a, with a vehicle that's moving or a cart that's moving, right, Dr. Peters, than one that's in park. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's read back over these verses in Isaiah 62, just to allow these to sink in one last time. And then I'm gonna declare some things over you. I'm gonna ask Mike to join us here in just a second. verse one through three, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings, your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which by the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. What can I tell you through that? You are stunning in God's eyes. You are stunning in God's eyes. Don't let anyone else tell you different. Don't let your mirror confuse you. Your mirror lies, okay? Your mirror lies. And some of you have been saying, I've said that for years. (laughs) The scale does the same thing. (laughs) But I'm telling you, the Lord sees you. You are a beautiful expression this morning. He delights in you. And that has never changed. That has never changed, regardless of what you have ever done in your life, regardless of what you will ever do. This isn't something that just says go out and and, and blaspheme the Lord or, or do something that hurts his heart. Absolutely not. I'm just saying there is nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ this morning. He delights in you. He delights in you. He is a God of love. In the midst of all the the fear, in the midst of all the hate, in the midst of all the putrid things we see in our current generation, it's a part of fallen humanity and the schemes of the enemy. That is not God. That is not the nature of God. Don't be confused. Don't Don't be distracted by those things. God is love. He is pure love. You shall no longer be termed forsaken. You shall, nor shall you the land Your land any more be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight. Your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall God rejoice over you. He rejoices over you. Regardless of man's reproach, God has chosen you. The verses continue. There's no peace for God. No peace for God. This is the promise that we have to stand upon. There's no peace that God has Himself until there is peace in our city, until there is peace in you. They shall never hold their peace day or night. Who, you who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. The Lord is crying out for those to be watchmen on the walls that will partner with him to see that what he desires for a city will be established. If you proclaim some things over this city, you've proclaimed some things over this nation in these past few months, do not stop. Do not relent. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. The Lord will give himself no rest until he watches over his words to perform them. When he gives you a prophetic promise, he comes through. He comes through. He comes through. through. We will see revival in this city. We will see revival in this nation. We will see it come through us as a people. I believe that with all of my heart. We will be a city not forsaken Repeat it after me. My name shall no longer be called. Say that. My name name shall no longer be called called. forsaken. forsaken. Instead, Instead. my name name shall be called called. redeemed, Redeemed. sought out, out. not forsaken. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, you can give praise unto God for that. Mike, would you come to the keys? I'm going to close with this verse and a couple of declarations for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is what makes it so exciting. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 10. One page over. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Let me read that one more time so you can grab a hold of what's happening. This is Paul speaking, understanding what has been amazing happening through his hands and through the ministry of of the word and the ministry of his life of obedience to God. The verse prior is talking about him just being the least. Always bringing himself low because he recognizes who he is, but nonetheless, he recognizes what was happening, what the power was. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Can I tell you, fire, whatever we are to be in the days ahead, whatever new dimension we are to walk in, it's by the grace of God that we will be what we will be. It's by the grace of God that we are today who we are. It's by the grace of God that I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly, Why? Because the grace of God, which was with me, that allowed this, th- this thing to happen. It was the grace that caused Calvary to happen. It is grace, which is the empowering spirit of God, that allows us to overcome sin and temptation. It, it's the grace of God that allows us to have faith instead of fear in the midst of evil. It, it's, it's, it's the grace of God that allows us to have hope for a promising future in the midst of lies and deception and and. and And depression and and all these things in a fog that try to so easily surround us. And I'm not saying there isn't a fog, because there is. All I'm saying is listen to the grace of God that comes through the foghorn. He's calling out to you. He's calling out to you. I've got new dimensions for you. I've got new promises for you. I've got fresh delight to express towards you. And I have no lack of supply of my love. I have no lack of supply for the provision to make all these things happen. It is my grace. By grace, you've been saved. By grace, you will continue. The grace, the beautiful grace of God. I want you to stand with me. I've got scriptures that go along with each and every one of these, but we would be here all night. I'm going to remind you of some things of who you are. This is how we're going to start this year, reminding you as well that anything that I'm about to say is it's all because of the grace of God. It's all because of Christ. This isn't to make you feel better about yourself. This is to make you recognize who God is and and praise Him all the more and delight in Him all the more because just knowing Him allows you to become these things. Who are we? We are faithful. Who are we? We are children of God. Who are we? We are justified. We are Christ's friend. We belong to God. We are members of Christ's body. We are assured that all things work together for good because we love him. We have been established and anointed and sealed by God. We are confident that God will perfect the work that he has begun in us. We are citizens of heaven. We are hidden in Christ. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are born of God, and the evil one cannot touch us. We are blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. We have been chosen before the creation of the world. We are holy, and we are blameless. We are adopted as his children. We are given God's glorious grace lavishly and without restriction. We are in Him. We have redemption. We are forgiven. We have purpose. We have hope. We are included. We are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. We are saints. We are salt and light of the earth. We have been chosen, and God desires for us to bear His fruit. We are a personal witness of Jesus Christ Himself. We are co-workers with God. We are ministers of reconciliation. We are alive with Christ and dead to sin. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have been shown the incomparable riches of God's grace. God has expressed his kindness towards us. We are his workmanship. We have been brought near to God through his blood. We now have peace. We have access to the Father. We are a member of his household. We are secure. We are a holy temple. We are a dwelling place for his Holy Spirit. We share in the promise of Christ Jesus, and God's power works through us. We can approach God with freedom and confidence. We know there is purpose for our sufferings. We can grasp how wide, how long, how deep, how high is the love of Christ. We are completed by God. We bring glory to God. We have been called. We can be humble, gentle, patient, loving, and tolerant of others. We can mature spiritually. We can be certain of God's truth and the lifestyle that he has called us to. We can have a new attitude and a new lifestyle. We can be kind and compassionate. We can forgive others. We are alike to others and can exhibit goodness, righteousness, and truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can understand what God's will is. We can give thanks to God in and for everything. We don't have to always have our own agenda. We can honor God through marriage. We can parent our children with with composure. We can be strong. We can have God's power. We can stand firm in the day of evil. We are not alone. We are growing. We're his disciple, prayed for by Jesus, united with other believers, not in want, possessing the mind of Christ, promised eternal life, promised a full life and victorious. Our heart and mind is protected with the peace of God. We are chosen and dearly loved. We are blameless, set free, crucified. With Christ, a light in the world, more than a conqueror, the righteousness of God, safe, part of the kingdom of God, healed from sin, no longer condemned, not helpless, overcoming, persevering, protected, born again, a new creation, delivered, redeemed from the curse of law, qualified to share his inheritance, and once again, we are victorious. That's who we are in Christ. That's who we are, saints. That's who you are, child of God. Come into the new dimension and find out what your new name is. He calls you all of those things. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise your hands to God in praise. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask, you know, if we we have a prayer team member, some of you need a new name and you need to receive a new name this morning. You need prayer for for, for agreement in this. And I want you to come and receive prayer. Maybe you need a move in your body. Maybe you need to come out of the fog and you need some assistance this morning to shake free, to allow that house cleaning to come. Maybe you need salvation because you've never known the love, lover of your soul that we're talking about. You haven't experienced all the blessings that come from our Father in heaven, but there's opportunity for you today. I encourage you to join us, but Father, right now we give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you that you have called us and you have chosen us before the foundation of the world. Lord, we don't just glory in the fact that you have made us something, but you are everything, God. You are everything, God. So this year we kick down the door of the enemy looking at him straight in the face and saying there is no weapon fashioned or formed against us that shall prosper. This is the year of the favor of the Lord, the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon us so we will proclaim liberty to the captives we will proclaim salvation we'll see us rise up as trees of uh, righteousness oaks planted by the the water of the lord hallelujah jesus we have a new name in you we are not who we were we are who we are now in christ in you jesus the hope of glory so we give you praise and honor Take our heart and our motivation and receive our worship in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We declare that if you want to receive prayer, let's receive prayer. But others of you, let's praise the Lord, our maker. Let's praise Jesus for all the things that he has done.